You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, your home. Let's just pray. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Anoint this word. Father, breathe on this word. Holy Spirit, breathe on this word. I pray that everyone that's here would be ready to receive it, open to hear from heaven. Lord, I pray, God, that this message, you would breathe on it, Lord, that it would apply to their life. Lord, that those that hear this word can run with it and it apply to their lives, Lord. I decrease so that you would increase. Lord, speak through me tonight. I get out of your way. Father, I pray that these principles that we're about to embark and, and impart to young people this summer, Lord, that they would, they would literally just grab a hold of these things. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, I've got one word tonight I want to share with you. It's called faithful. Everybody say faithful. Faithful. You know, we use a lot of phrases, loyal, steadfast, ride or die. There's all kinds of different ways to put it. But the word faithful or faithfulness Faithfulness is one of the biggest kingdom principles. It's one of the biggest things in the, that to God. It's one of the greatest kingdom principles I've ever learned in God's kingdom, in his church, and in life in general. Pastor Girl, what's faithfulness? I'm not talking about how your boyfriend is faithful to you. I'm not talking about how your girlfriend is faithful to you. I'm talking about what it means in the Bible to be faithful. What is faithfulness? You know, it's more than just being loyal. It's more than just being steadfast and constant. Faithfulness is bigger than that. In fact, faithfulness is not just something God does. It's who he is. So to be faithful, like my wife, like my wife, I'm faithful to her until I die. Right? There are times in our marriage I wanted to walk away. There are times that I wanted to quit. Real, real talk. Early in my marriage, I wanted to walk because I I believed a lie that it would never get better. I believed a lie that it would never improve. However, I was committed to my wife the day the Lord spoke to me about her. Faithfulness is that God's faithfulness to you as his children, as his people, is God will never write you off and he'll never abandon you. Faithfulness is not just God being loyal to your side like some puppy or dog. God is faithful. He will come through for you. He will never fail you. It may not be in your timing. It may not be the way you like, but he's faithful. Everybody with me? Just making sure I'm getting some looks. I can't tell if they can't tell who I am or I'm getting some looks. Just making sure you're with me. See, the Bible says in Matthew 25, this is one of my favorite parables. This is one of the biggest kingdom principles I ever learned to start. Matthew 25 is about a parable. Before this is a parable about 10 virgins. I'll do that one another time. But this one's called the parable of the talents. Who's heard of the parable of the talents? Show of hands, anybody. There's a few. Okay, here we go. We're going to dive right in. No flash Just word. Here we go. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. We're going to stop there. We're going to come back. 
What is a talent? A talent is 20 years worth of wages. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you make 30K a year. Multiply that times 20, you have $600,000 that's gross, not net, no taxes, okay? For those of you that high schoolers are getting got jobs or middle schoolers got jobs, you're going to find something out called gross and net. You're going to get taxed this summer. Blame, don't blame me, blame Holiday World or whoever you're working for. So a talent is 20 years worth of wages. So he's given 20 years worth of wages times five to another guy. That's a lot of money. That's millions of dollars. I think it's like three mil. So then you got two, and then you got one talent. And it says each according to his own ability. And it says the master went on his journey, verse 16. Everybody with me? Okay, so this parable is about money, but it's also about something bigger. The one who had received the five talents immediately went and did business with them, earned five more talents, so he doubled his money. In the same way, the one who received the two talents earned two more, doubled his money. Okay? In the same way, okay, we got there, but he who received the one talent went away, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Some of y'all digging. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves or servants came and settled accounts with them. The one who received the five talents came up and brought five more, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I've earned five more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful slave or good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord or enter into the joy of the master. Okay? So, also, the one who received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I've earned two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave or servant. You were faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. You get the idea. Okay? Now, the one who had received the one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid. So I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you still have what is yours. But his master answered and said, you worthless, lazy slave. Did you know that I reap where I did not sow? And I gather where I did not scatter seed? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Okay. Anybody know how interest works? You put money in the bank at a certain percentage. You leave it in there long enough, and you get a little bit more money in your, in your bank account at the end of the month. That's how it works. They like your money in the bank. Stockholders like your money in the bank. It's a long story, but it's, they like it in there. Okay? So, therefore, take the talent away from him. Give it to the one who has ten talents for to everyone. Who has, everybody say, everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. And throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness, in that place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. How many of you guys think this is a weird story? Show of hands. Okay, how does this story apply to you? It applies to you 
Because it says everyone's been entrusted with something. Everyone in this room has been entrusted with something. A talent, an ability, friendships, a job. Maybe it's over money. I don't know. Whatever it is, but you've been entrusted with something. And it says that the master gives each according to their own ability. We're going to get into that in just a minute. How does this apply to you? It's also a parable for that one day we're going to have to give an account to the master. We're going to have to give an account to God. We're going to have to give an account. Were we faithful with what he gave to us? Pastor Harold, why does this matter? I don't really care. I'm just thinking about my Taylor Swift or whatever it is. Sorry, no offense. I'm not calling out anybody. Just Taylor Swift popped in my head. thing is, how, are you faithful with what he's given you? Okay? So, you and I are to be faithful in the little, little things so we can be entrusted with more. Everybody say, be faithful in the little. So you can be entrusted with more. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been a manager and I've been a boss. Even in the church as a pastor, I oversee people. Right? But I had a secular job. I'm a manager. I'm a boss. If I entrust you to do a job for me, what happens? I even had a business, a little side business. If your boss asks you to do something and you do it, what happens? You keep your job and you get paid, right? So you've got to learn if the coach tells you to run three laps for some type of reason. I don't know how many times I had to run laps and uh, do certain things, and I'm like, I don't really know why. My, I remember one time I missed a fly ball, and my coach said two laps, and I had to run around the whole field two laps. I mean, I didn't mean to miss the ball, but that was his punishment. There's a difference between punishment and discipline. Discipline's for your better punishment, so you feel the pain of the wrath of the person you hurt. But you, the Bible says you got to be faithful with the little things. I'm going to tell you right now, I had two guys, three guys today who helped rake up the volleyball court, right? Because they did that, I know I can trust them to do a job I give to them again, right? Your boss, if you do a terrible job and your boss has to correct you three times, right? I'm going to tell you this. Any good coach worth their salt will give you an opportunity to make a wrong right. Any good teacher, any good boss, anybody will give you a chance. However, if your boss has to hold your hand for the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh time to do the job, do you think they want to do that? No. What are they going to do? They're going to fire you. Or they're going to move you out of that area to another area. Right? What's, my, what's this have to do with you? What's this got to do with me, Pastor Gerald? It has to do with everything. See, if you're not faithful with the little things, God will never trust you with more. If you have a job and you make money and you don't tithe, Ben just talked about the tithe, right? When we give here, it goes to missions. It goes to take the gospel and the good news of Jesus all around the world, right? I don't care if it's $2. It goes towards equipment. It goes towards gas. It goes towards computers. It goes towards food. It goes towards things that missionaries need around the world. Your little two bucks goes a long way. Are you faithful with God, what God has given you? Some of you guys can sing. Are you using your ability for God? Are you being faithful with the little things? See, I learned a long time ago that in the kingdom of God, if I'm not willing to do the little things, I'm not, dude, 
A lot of people love the idea that they, I have a microphone in my hand, and they think that's their ticket. Or you see a stage. Our whole culture is built around stages. Well, they're important people. They're celebrities. They're rock stars. Whatever it is, entertainers, whatever it is. This is a very small part of what I do. You might not think much about it, but there's a lot of people that see a microphone as the ticket. That's my, oh, dude, if I just get that microphone, I can be somebody. I can be something. If I just get that title, if I just get that position, well, that means I'm somebody. No, it doesn't mean anything. If I just get that promotion at work, man, not only am I going to make more money per hour, but I'm going to be assistant manager, assistant to the regional manager. See, God will never entrust you with more. When it comes to money, if you don't give, if you make five bucks, you give 50 cents to God. It's that simple. Why? Because God wants you to trust him. It's that whole thing, back to what I said earlier, trusting him. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be faithful with the little things? Can God trust you with more? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably not a billionaire because sometimes I'm not the best with my money. doesn't mean I don't give to God. doesn't mean I don't tithe. It just means I need to be better with my money. That's not always the case, but it's sometimes the case. Some of y'all want to be the starter on the team. Well, you're not going to be the starter if you're playing video games and never practicing. I mean, me and my brother played a couple of eighth and ninth graders the other day. I don't know why I was impromptu on Memorial Day. Played a couple of guys, beat them, you know, whatever. I'm not bragging. That's not bragging. I'm just saying, like, it was really fun to play them. I was like, dude, I'm getting out of breath, but this is fun, you know. Long story short, why do I share that? You're not going to be the starter if you don't practice. In the kingdom of God, God will not give you something more to do if you can't take out the trash. I'm going to tell you right now, Rooster over here, Dylan Honeycutt, this guy, this guy, I don't even have to ask him to do something. He just does it. By the way, Dylan, thank you. And I don't do that to promote your name, but I watch what you do, right? I was that guy late at night sitting at a church till 2 a.m., no title, no position, painting uh, Bible stories on the wall. And God saw those things, and that's why I'm here today. My point is, you're faithful in the little things. Jonah, Mr. Jonah, good job today, buddy. You did great. Okay? Let me ask you a question, guys. I'm going to try to wrap up here. I don't mean to go. I'm not going very long tonight. I don't want to. What talents do you have that are uniquely yours that God wants you to use to benefit humanity and bring glory to the name of God? To make God famous, not you. What talent do you have that you're not using that you're hiding? I know there's a lot of creatives in the room. We got dancers, we got artists, we got athletes, we got all kinds of people in the room. What talent do you have that you're not using? You're too afraid and worried about what other people think when God's saying, you know, can I be real with y'all? Many years ago, I was in a setting just like this. I think it was 2012, and I was talking to a school about Jesus. And I remember in that moment, I realized that, God, this is what you've created me to do is to share you with other people and to help disciple them and mentor them. And it was like I had this light bulb moment. This is what I'm made. This is what I'm created to do. What are you created to do? Do you even think about that? Middle schoolers, that's probably the last thing on your mind, but I, it's not because I know you think about it. 
even when I was in sixth grade, I wanted to play pro, pro baseball. NBA was probably out of my, out of my I wasn't going to make it to the NBA, but I thought pro baseball, maybe. What do you, what, when you have money, do you give it to God? Are you good with money? What are you able to do that God's asking you to do that you're saying no to all the time? Some of you guys in here, the reason why nobody asks you to do something is because you just don't do it. And you're not, you're not a hard worker. You're actually lazy. Like that one guy, he was lazy. He hid the master's money. Now remember, the master gave according to his own ability. So the master believed in him. Yo, if I give you one talent, you can at least probably get another one back. Notice the other guy, he gave five, and the other guy, he gave two. He said he gave according to their own ability. Some of you guys are going to be better than others at something in the room. And that's okay because it's according to your own ability. Some of you guys have leadership ability, and you're sleeping on it, and you're sitting on it, and you're not really using it, but God's giving you the doorway to use it in the school, on the field, off the court, even in Cayo. You're sitting on leadership. You're just sitting on it when you just need to just be it and do it. Let me get, let's go even on a, a more closer level. Your friends and with people. Your friends. Are you a loyal, faithful friend? Are you a loyal, faithful friend? How many in here would love to have a loyal, faithful friend? One they can trust and got your back. I can see two in the back. Can I tell you something that gets on my nerves, but I have to let it ride because God loves us even, to, even amidst our failures and mistakes? I don't like fake people, and I don't play politics, and I don't suck up. In fact, I hate that crap. And you can tell by the way I say it, that's how I feel about it. It's the last thing. I, don't, I hate politics. When I say politics, I mean people sucking up, buttering up to move up a ladder. Shut up. And it's like, okay, when you play basketball, you got that one guy that talks more trash than anybody else, and they freaking suck. You know who they are. Hands up. They talk more trash than anybody. Right? You know what I want to do if I play you? I want to shut you up by beating the crap out of you in that game. Because you talking is the last thing I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Who feels that way sometimes with people? You just shut up, right? Some of y'all are like, yes, that is me. Speaking my language, Pastor Darrell. Okay? But here's the reality. Everybody's a little fake. Everybody's a little poser. Everybody's a little scared to be who they really are. God doesn't want you to be that. Did I make my point? I saw some people pointing to somebody. I think I know who they were pointing to. I ain't calling out names. But I know one person. I'm pretty sure I know who they're talking about. Point is, you can talk trash all you want, person, and you know who you are. And the point is, sometimes... Let's get back on track. <laughs> the thing is, can I just say that? Like, but when it comes to people, we don't like fake people. We want to count on people. But you've got to be trustworthy yourself before somebody else is going to be trustworthy to you. Does that make sense? Are you the faithful friend? You know, are you the faithful friend that somebody else needs? 
Because I'm going to tell you, there are people in the room, there are people in the room that need people like you. They need you. Right? They're looking for you because they're looking for somebody who's going to stick with them through and through, ride or die. You feel, you feel me? You with me? Okay. Pastor Gerald, you, t- you said crap. You said freaking and you said sucks. I get it. It's okay. Guess what? Did I say shut up? Well, it's shut up, Bab. Shut up. <laughs> okay, shut up can be, hey, it's all in height. I'm just saying, you just want to shut somebody's mouth. Is that better? Okay, there we go. All right, can I say something real quick? Okay, the servant who hid the money, the master believed in him. God is the master. It's symbolic. God's the master. He believes in you. He believes that what gift you've given, what ability you have, what money you have, what job you have, he believes you can do more with what he's given you. Okay? Now, here's the thing. I want you to hear what I'm saying. That last servant was so afraid to fail that he never tried to succeed. I want you to hear this. Some people are so afraid to fail that you'll never try to succeed. You can't think that way. you got to be faithful in the little things so that the Lord, your boss, whoever can trust you with more. I'm going to tell you right now, in the kingdom of God, I'm looking for people who are faithful with the little, who I can trust more to. That's who I'm looking for. That's who Pastor Mike's looking for. That's who Jesus is looking for. Can you be trusted? And we can't be jealous of what somebody else has. we got to let that stuff go. Faithfulness is the greatest kingdom principle I've ever learned. I want you to ask yourself this question. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I just want you to think for a moment. What is something God has entrusted to you that you're being asked to be more faithful with? Seriously, I want you to ask this question to God. What is something God has entrusted to you that he wants you to be more faithful with? I'm going to tell you, some of you guys are just the, like the best friends. You're like, you are somebody I would trust. I want you to be reaching out to more people in the room. Remember, if you're faithful in the little, God will trust you with more. If God can trust you to be a good friend to one person, he's going to give you a second friend and a third friend and a fourth friend. And can I go ahead and talk to somebody in the room? If you're afraid, because I'm going to tell you right now, I've had a lot of friends I did not trust, and some of my friends I did trust would follow them, and those type of people, eventually, the truth comes out. The truth comes out. Some of y'all are so worried about, like, somebody getting hurt because of something. God will take care of it. What's something God's entrusted to you that you're being asked to be more faithful with? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 2, the things which you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust these to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. You can have all the ability in the world without faithfulness and you're not going to go anywhere. You'll be, able to, you'll be able to shine for a little while, but eventually without faithfulness and no follow through, and we're going to talk about follow through next week. Without follow through, you got nothing. God is looking for the type of person that's faithful and will last. I'm looking for the type of person who's faithful and will last. Many years from now, when I look back on all my years at Cayo 
and I look at all my students, when Trisha and I, many years from now, will look back and look at all of you and just think about you and then look probably uh, uh, freaking stalk you on social media and fa- figure out where you are and what you're doing, we're going to look at you and we're going to be beaming with pride and joy because we knew you when you were in your beginning. And we believed in you and saw the gold in you. And we saw that if you were faithful in the little things, that you could be entrusted with greatness. And many years from now, we're going to look and we're going to go say, look, yeah, we always saw that. I always saw that. Each according to their own ability, I saw it. Trisha saw it. Jesus saw it. Ashton saw it. Ben saw it. Nathan saw it. Faithful loyal, counted on. The Bible says in Luke 16, 12, if you're not faithful with that which belongs to another man, who will give you that which is your own? God wants to give you your very own, whatever that is. And sometimes you got to be faithful with somebody else's before you have your own. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to be very matter of fact. faithful in the little things, and you'll be entrusted with more. You might say, Pastor Darrell, I want to be that person. I want to be the person that God is counting on. And some of you don't even know what that looks like, but you know God is asking more of you, and you know God wants you to do more, but you're scared, or you're afraid, or you don't know what it looks like. God never said that, he never promised that you're going to know exactly the end game you just, Jesus is asking for you to take a step of faith today. If you're in the room today and you say, Pastor Jerry, you're talking to me. I want to be that person. I want to be faithful. I want to be entrusted with more. Lift up your hand if that's you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. One, two, three, four, five. Say six. Ah, somebody's hands up. It's already there. It's already there. You're already doing it. You don't know it, but you're already doing it. Anybody else? See, Jesus was faithful. Jesus never gave up on you. He died on the cross for you because he loves you. God has a better plan for you. It's not just salvation. It's just not to keep you out of hell when you die, but it's to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth here and now. God wants to know he can trust you to pray with somebody at the baseball game. He knows, he wants to know, are you going to pray for somebody out there on the giant volleyball court? Are you going to pray with somebody when you go to McDonald's? Are you going to pray with somebody at OHS? Are you going to pray with somebody at BMS? Are you going to do that? He's looking for you. Will you do it? Anybody else? Some of y'all are scared. It's okay. I'm going to tell you right now, if I just got one of you guys, I'm happy. Lord, I pray that everyone that lifted their hands, Lord, that you're asking more of them. And, Lord, there's some that wanted to lift their hands. They were scared. Some in the front row, I think. Hmm. It's okay. But, Lord, that you can trust them. And they're going to be faithful with the little. And God's going to get your Lord, you're going to give these guys opportunities. It's going to be at work. It's going to be on the team. It's going to be in Cayo. For some of them, it's going to be at camp. Some of you guys are going to have the opportunity at camp to step up your game. Lord, bless them. 
And Lord, I pray that you can trust them. Lord, to be faithful with the little, they can be entrusted with more. May they grab hold of that kingdom principle. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.